Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this thirsty Thursday, September 7th, 2023. And let's jump right into all of today's entertainment content on Bachelor Rush Hour. I've got a giant story that I'm going to share on the back half of this podcast regarding fraud in the podcast world. I was going to clip it up and discuss it here, but I went into such great detail on YouTube. I'm going to share with you guys the majority of that conversation. Multiple Bachelor podcasts are part of what may turn into a class action lawsuit due to their company, Cast Media, that sells them the podcast ads not paying their bills for some cases up to a year. So that's right. There are people with a collective $4 million that they have not received. It's a giant story. It affects you guys because as an audience, if uh, we let uh, companies get away with stiffing content creators, nobody would make the content. So I'm going to have that full story for you in just a couple minutes. And now in celebrity news, Nick Vial wants to avoid jokes at Natalie Joy wedding after Joe and Serena Pitt's nuptials. I'm sure what he said was in good uh, humor here on his podcast. We might have a full uh, YouTube video of this tomorrow, but here's what he said. I feel like Joe and Serena walked so I could say, don't effing do that at my wedding. Nick 42 joked when recapping the event with fiance Natalie 25 and Wells during the Thursday, September 7th episode of the Vile Files podcast. Nearly one year after exchanging vows at a NYC courthouse, Joe and Serena got married in South Carolina on Saturday. Both Nick and Natalie were in attendance while uh, Wells officiated the ceremony. He said, after going to Joe and Serena's first class wedding, just truly exceptional, I will say that there were a lot of jokes about them already being married, which I would love to avoid if we did that. Uh, And of course, Nick and Natalie aren't already married, so they'll avoid that one. And then he says, I don't know if there were more jokes about them already being married or the 11-year age gap between Joe and Serena. During all the speeches, it was just nonstop. Joe is an old F and Serena is young. And of course, we know that Nick and Natalie have a much larger age gap than Joe and Serena. So he's saying right now, nobody make fun of our age gap, please. I And I, look, I get it. We didn't have many speeches at my wedding, but it was like, now is not the chance for you to run your open mic where you get to make all the jokes at us. We paid for the wedding. I just enjoy the chicken cacciatore and have a good evening. So I totally understand what he's saying. Although I would like to hear uh, the tone because it, it sounds like he's just having pleasant podcast fodder. But when you read it, please avoid jokes. Out, you know, it's kind of always sounds more hostile than the actual intent. But we'll get to that. Maybe tomorrow we'll have that full story. And also, I've got an update on Joe Jonas's divorce. As you guys know, uh, the last couple days we've heard from the Joe Jonas side of things. Uh, he was, uh, you know, the father who was doing all of the heavy lifting while she was off in England filming. And now we hear from her sources, which say Joe pressured Sophie to attend events even as she struggled post-birth. Sophie Turner was struggling after the birth of her second child, and Joe Jonas was less than supportive, so claims several sources who are around Joe after the birth. So this is the PR machine of two mega stars working. Crisis management by Joe Jonas, and in this case, crisis management by Sophie Turner. You hate to see it because you hate to see these things play out in the public eye, but that's how it works. Uh, one sources, one source says after their youngest child was born a year ago in July, Sophie didn't want to leave their home. She didn't want to go be photographed or go to events. Nevertheless, she attended several events with Joe, but at one specific event, several people who were there said Sophie made it clear she was uncomfortable and didn't want to be there. Wait, look, this is standard relationship stuff. You had a baby, you had some ob- obligatory event you had to go to, you weren't 
feeling well. You're dealing with newborns and this and that. So I completely understand her sort of uh, aspect of this. It just makes you wonder, why did this have to play out publicly? They released a joint statement which said, hey, we're we're happy, we're parting ways, blah, blah, blah. And yet publicly, they're jockeying for position or in all fairness, it could be that these sources have nothing to do with their inner camp, but my guess is when these sources come out, usually it's them pretty much trying to defend their side of things. All right, I'm going to get to a story uh, in a second with a angry Chipotle customer throwing a burrito bowl in the face. I've got that plus a Kardashian story before we get to our featured content of the day. All that and more right after this quick break for a word from our sponsors. And as far as our YouTube videos are concerned, we are back in barrel scraping season. There is nothing going on right now. I made a video about Blake Horseman. He was being accused of choosing sides between Jason Tartik and Caitlin Bristow. And I made this very long video about the fact that you don't have to pick sides. It's not as simple as that. They didn't, you know, they the relationship ended with, a, you know, a mutual respect and this, you know, one thing after another. And then the first comment I get was from someone saying, I also so I'm team Jason. You know what I mean? It's like, are we all idiots? I really don't know. And speaking of idiots, here's a TMZ article. Chipotle pissed customer attacks worker burrito bowl in the face. Uh, Chipotle worker in Ohio says she got PTSD from a customer's ballistic burrito bowl assault. And the full spicy con- confrontation was caught on camera. The incident went down in Parma, Ohio. It's hard to hear exactly what the customer was arguing about, but it's safe to assume she was pissed about how her order came out Tuesday night. And of course, as we know, it looks like it's a white lady throwing a burrito bowl at another white lady with pink hair. That's all I can see. Early on in the clip, another customer defends the employee who's taking the verbal beating. The irate patron complains about waiting for their food and the woman in gray response, then go to Taco Bell. So that's the whole thing. Go, go to Taco Bell is the big insult. Go to Taco Bell. No, I'm at Chipotle, a classic restaurant, a classic Mexican restaurant. I got to tell you, though, if you have any uh, um, a food product projected at you, a burrito bowl at least has that soft um, it's like that soft, uh, you know, a paper material, and then it's rice, as long as the rice isn't too hot. My question is, did she buy the avocado or the guacamole first? Because as you guys know, the guacamole prices are pretty expensive. So my, 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 my assumption is, if you had the gall to throw your burrito bowl at the burrito barista, that you probably couldn't afford the guacamole. I feel like that's the sort of litmus test. If you can afford guacamole, you don't throw your food. At least if, you know, okay, anyway, I digress here. But either way, no no employee gets paid enough to deal with that tirade. I hope that uh, this lawsuit involves bankrupting this diva. There is no scenario, none, in which throwing a bur- or attacking in any way whatsoever, you know, an employee, obviously, uh, this case uh, is not, it's, is this what's going down in Ohio? Is this is this normal for the Midwest? It feels like Chipotle is becoming the new um, uh, Waffle House. Waffle House used to be where everyone would have, you know, an incident of debauchery. 
Uh, Courtney Kardashian's in the news. As you guys might remember, Travis Parker, is that his name? Travis Parker had to cancel a show. Excuse me, Travis Barker had to cancel a show. And now we know why. Courtney Kardashian reveals urgent fetal surgery and saved unborn baby's life. Courtney Kardashian says she underwent life-saving surgery for her and Travis Barker's unborn child, a procedure that made her forever grateful. Courtney broke her silence Wednesday on her recent hospital stay, sharing a pic of her and Travis holding hands and saying, She's grateful to doctors for saving our baby's life. Yeah, how amazing that they can do surgery on an unborn baby. She goes on to thank Travis. Okay, so here's what she said. I will be forever grateful to my incredible doctors for saving our baby's life. I'm eternally grateful to my husband who rushed to my side from Tor to be with me in the hospital and take care of me afterwards, my rock. And to my mom, thank you for holding my hand through this. As someone who has had three really easy pregnancies in the past, I wasn't prepared for the fear of rushing into urgent fetal surgery. I don't think anyone who hasn't been through a similar situation can begin to understand that feeling of fear. I have a whole new understanding and respect for the mamas who have had to fight for their babies while pregnant. Please be, praise be to God, walking out of the hospital with my baby boy in my tummy and safe was the truest blessing. So very happy news to hear for the Kardashians out there. And as you guys know, yesterday we shared a very, very tragic and sad story from one of our Patreon members and members of our Bachelor community who lost her child after 10 days um, after the child was born and stayed a week in the NICU. If you want to donate and to that cause, they're still looking for donations. We were trying to get to 100 donors and it was somewhere in the 90s. So if you haven't donated yet, I mentioned it yesterday on the YouTube video, but today I'm mentioning it here on the podcast that we could really use a helpful hand. I know a lot of you guys have already donated, but even $1, 5 10 or if you have a lot of money, any amount of money could really help uh, them lay their child to rest in a real tragic, tragic story. All right. Well, and we're going to switch gears right now and get to the fraudulent case here in Bachelor Nation. Um, I don't need to preface this uh, content at all because I pretty much cover it from beginning to end. Here's the full story about fraud happening in the Bachelor Nation world, exposed by Theo Vaughn and shared by Katie Thurston. Have a listen. We've got a very interesting story that is currently developing regarding a podcast network that has defrauded, allegedly, multiple Bachelor Nation podcasts. It's kind of complicated. I'm going to break it all down for you. It's a story that's had the lid completely blown off it by Theo Vaughn, a very famous stand-up comedian who also was the victim of uh, a lack of payment in the tune of six to seven or even eight figures. Katie Thurston has now called out this massive podcast fraud, and I'm going to uh, play what she said. Uh, or the statement she made, then I'm going to share the different podcasts that were affected. Uh, the podcast network that is uh, being accused of defrauding podcasters used to be the network that Nick Vial had his podcast on. Nick Vial left that podcast, I believe, about a year ago. In no way whatsoever am I going to uh, make a case that Nick had anything to do with this. It's just the reality of our Bachelor universe that we talk about Nick's place as a victim 
of whatever was going down. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall and got out. Maybe he was going to get out already. But I'm telling you right now, in no way whatsoever is there any sort of link between Nick and the defrauding that was taking place. From all we can tell, he runs a very good business, provides healthcare for his employees. I've always given him credit for that. But there are Bachelor podcasts and other famous podcasts, uh, Whitney Cummings and others that apparently win a whole year allegedly without being paid. So the story's coming out right now. Katie posted this, the loudest effing shout out to Theo Vaughn for bringing awareness to this publicly. It's absolutely disgusting what cast media and Colin Thompson did to so many podcasts, both big and small. You might have a hard time empathizing with podcasts that are very successful because they've made a lot of money, but there are plenty of podcasts where this was their sole entire income being taken from them. I have a personal connection to cast because I almost signed with them. I And, and again, in my scenario, my podcasting uh, revenue is maybe 10% of my business, so it wouldn't be the be-all, end-all. But there are plenty of people that had all of their eggs in this basket, which isn't exactly the best business move, but you take the income where you can get it. So she posted that. This video came out. It's actually crazy how this all came about. I saw this video before I saw Katie Thurston post, but we're going to talk and tie it all in. Here's what Theo Vaughn had to say. And it's important to remember, um, companies like Cast Media are very litigious. They're very ready to threaten lawsuits if people talk about these types of things. So while this has been going on behind the scenes for a full year, only a few very brave people have talked about it. Now, Theo Vaughn is a nationally touring stand-up comedian who makes probably a million bucks, probably plus a year doing his stand-up. So he's allowed to talk about this from a place where he, he can challenge. They always say the pen is mightier than the sword, but the microphone is the mightiest. Here's a few clips of what he had to say. Then I'm going to share what could be a class action lawsuit that does involve some people in Bachelor Nation. We're going to get into that. Stick around. This story is not going anywhere. Our podcast was defrauded. We were stolen from. Um, we were taken advantage of. A lot of ways to say it. Uh, the company that did it is Cast Media. And the man that did it is Colin Thompson. Wow. And I'm going to put his picture in here. Um, and uh, it's, I don't know exactly how to say this. I'm going to do my best. Um, I, we're part of a larger group of podcasts that were uh, stolen from, right? We were part, the, in, in total, I've, just between talking with folks, there's up to $4 million that I know of that people were taking advantage of. Uh, we're in the six figures. I know of podcasts that are in the seven figures. And I can confirm having talked to different podcasts, you know, a lot of stand-up comedy podcasts, a lot of Bachelor podcasts, there are people that lost what would have been years worth of income for some, even 10 years worth of income. Um, and Colin Thompson, that's his name. I want to say his name so you know it. Uh, Brave. people get taken advantage of a lot in business and, 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 and businesses use tactics and stuff to hide, to hide themselves. And, uh, you know, they'll use bankruptcy or the threat of this or that. And, and, um, and, and he may get my money. That's okay. You know, I, I'm fortunate that I can still have touring and that I, uh, can take care of myself, but you fuck with the wrong rat, Colin. I'll tell you that brother. And, uh, and I'll just tell you guys what happened. Um, 
we had a deal with this company, right? And and it was started off good, and then it started to get where we were getting less of our payments. And we were reading the ads. We do the ads, you know. We read them out loud, and we and and you guys support some of them, and thank you. Um, and then it got to be where we were getting paid less of the payment we were owed. So he shares the same story that other podcasts have shared, which was they'd have to make a big stink, they'd have to beg for their money, and then they would start getting it again. I don't know if Nick Vial had the same issue with his podcast. I don't know if, if that's why he left the network. But essentially a podcast network, which is kind of becoming obsolete because you don't need networks. What you need is a middleman to broker the sale. Oh, you want um, uh, uh, L'Oreal to... to, to um, you know, work with this podcast, pay us, then the podcast uh, company, uh, the, the the broker would take 30% and then Theo Vaughn would get 70%. But what would happen was they would take 90 days for L'Oreal to pay the podcast broker and then they would pay uh, Theo Vaughn a month later and very quickly people just weren't getting paid and they say, wait a little bit, wait a little bit. And, you know, you try to get lawyers involved, they pay you a little bit. And what actually went down is I'm going to go back to Theo Vaughn in a second here, but what actually went down is that Cast Media not only was accused of not paying creators, but they were accused of a, a pump and dump system where they were trying to get all, almost like, uh, I think I think uh, he called it uh, the Bernie Madoff of podcasting. They were accused of trying to get a ton of podcasts, including mine was one of the ones that they tried to get. And they were trying to bring them all together so that they could package them and sell them to a larger network and then cash out. But the issue was, since people weren't getting paid, they were actually only going to pay people two thirds of the money that they were owed and then they would have to agree to that oh you were owed a million dollars how about we pay you 600 plus thousand and that might seem a lot to you guys but that was the deal that podcasters were forced to take a deal which apparently or allegedly fell through and then when it fell through that's when people got nothing so I'm going to share with you guys the clip. Uh, your mom and dad is listed on the cast media site uh, as being one of their podcasts. It says no episodes are available. Uh, but of course, uh, they and Nick Vial was originally with the podcast site. I'm going to play uh, this uh, little piece of journalism here by Pod News. And then we'll go back to what Theo had to say. And then I'm going to show you the class action lawsuit that may, I say may, involve some former Bachelor podcasts. Cast Media stands accused of not paying its podcasters. Jim Cornette and Brian Last devoted almost an hour of their latest show covering claims of Cast Media's behaviour. They allege that the company hasn't paid for the advertising sold on the show for some time, and that, should Cast Media's acquisition by Live One go ahead and they sign an agreement, they would only be paid two-thirds of the money they're currently owed. Which I don't the think it happened. as shares. Without the Live One deal, however, which was pre announced two months ago but has yet to go through, Cast Media is likely to go bankrupt, according to Cast Media's own lawyer. The apparent situation is summed up by the podcasters in their response to an email. You have attempted to force us into a bad deal in order to collect our money. 
This will not stand. Cornet alleges that all of Cast Media's sales team have left the company. Pod News has noticed that a number of Cast Media staff are indeed posting on LinkedIn that they are open for work, while others left the company a few months ago. Notably, Mike Jensen, the company's former chief business officer, launched Rhapsody Voices, his own podcast network. All right, so everyone's dissipated, and Colin Thompson seems to be the last person that is there. Uh, let's go back to the final thoughts that Theo Vaughn uh, had, and you, you can go check out his uh, full uh, statement, his full video here. It's fifteen, it's uh, ten minutes long, but a lot of pot for everyone that's speaking about it. This other wrestling podcast and Theo Vaughn's podcast. There are so many that are afraid to be stuck in a long legal battle that they're not talking about the fact they went a full year plus in some cases not being paid. A lot of times in business practices, especially in like. Um entertainment stuff a lot of people are able to snake away and they're able to slip through and use tactics and uh shell games and bullshit um but you fucked with the wrong rat homie i have a voice and a lot of other people are forced into these bad deals because they don't they're afraid to speak up they're afraid to speak up man and uh that's not what our show is about and um yeah I just want you guys to know that this is the man. We put his picture up on the thing, on the YouTube. And the amount of money that I, from from other people, podcasters, they've said is over $4 million. But you can't get me to shut up, man. You can't get me to shut up. And uh, if that's the cost of it, for me to say my fucking piece. You know how many other podcasters wanted to say this shit right now but can't say it? So, anyway, for myself, man, I've waited a year to speak up for myself. You know, he, he, they put us through so much bullshit. And I don't know if there's other people over there that did it too, and maybe we'll get more information, I don't know. Or this may be all you ever hear about it, you know. Um, and so, I didn't really know how to, the best way to do this. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't do that to somebody. Six minutes or whatever, but... Um, mm, but uh, this was the only public place I could do this where I feel like it would have some effect because to me, this guy's like the Bernie Madoff of podcasting. And there it is. All right. So, uh, as I said earlier, Nick Vial had his podcast with Cast Media and he was set to launch his own podcast network within Cast Media. I know this because I've spoken with Nick in the past about expanding, you know, what he's got going on and have different shows and things like that. That was all supposed to be a part of cast media. Again, Nick is probably a victim. He's probably, I, I don't know. I have not talked to him about this specific issue, but he's probably lost money on this. And that's why he got out just like others have. Again, we don't know what the connection is, but John Doe versus cast media is an ongoing uh, lawsuit right now. John Doe filed a labor uh, lawsuit against Cast Media. The case was filed in Los Angeles County Superior Courts, Spring Street Courthouse, located in LA, California. The judge overseeing this case is Mayor Nelson. The case status is pending. This case status, case number 4792, involves a group. It's a class action. It involves a group of plaintiffs, Jane Doe, a bunch of Jane Doe's, but it also has Rochelle Meese in there who was a former producer for Nick's podcast. So maybe there's ongoing litigation about pay. I don't know. I'm not 
uh, dragging them into that. This is just the information that is public that is out there. Now, I wish I had more news on this story, and it's just one of those ongoing conversations. I'll update as I get more information. My guess is, I mean, look, you don't want to mess with 25 podcasts. If someone messes with me, I have the podcast. I can talk it out with my audience. My hope is for all of the podcasts that lost a substantial amount of their income, in some cases, a year's salary, uh, my hope is, is that they can talk about it so that their audience members could help them rally and raise some of the money that they lost. I think most audiences really respect their podcast host. <laughs> I don't, that sounds kind of weird that I'm saying this as a podcaster. No, but you understand. You guys are, I'm in your ears. We have a we have a conversation. Even though it's just me talking to you, I hear you and we have this conversation in this relationship that goes back and forth. If there was ever a time in which someone really, I don't know, violated a contract or really let me down, I would want to think you guys have my back. And I know you all do. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. As a lot of you all know, it is my brother's wedding this week, so I'm back you know, with my family. So I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with me and uh, and all that jazz, but I've got to go uh, be a good brother, uncle, uh, son, and all that other stuff. So uh, it's a heat wave here in Rhode Island. It's the hottest day of the year. Who would have thought September we would have this kind of heat wave? Uh, there's also a, uh, it's pretty wild out there. There's a bee's nest that needs to be relocated. Uh, so I, I was, as I was podcasting at one moment, I had a, a, a bee on me. <laughs> it's just like, there's always something going on at my house. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow to wrap up a wild barrel scraping week with you guys. So until then, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.